Welcome to the Lulu Logic Podcast. I'm Nick Lewis. I'm your host. Welcome back for another great edition of the Lulu Logic Podcast. It's Thanksgiving, and I just want to wish everyone out there in the U.S. a happy Thanksgiving. And if you're celebrating Thanksgiving in Canada, then happy Thanksgiving to you as well. Today's guest, man, it's, it's an amazing opportunity for me to catch up with one of my favorite teammates who I feel is one of the best, most creative receivers and athletes that ever touched the football field. This dude was special. He could do everything. He could run. He could stop. He could cut. Every route in the route tree was available to him. You can't say that about everyone. I hope you enjoy this episode. It's very fun to do. Without further ado, this is the Lulu Logic Podcast. Today's guest is from Long Beach, California, where he went to Long Beach Poly and then to the Ohio State University, where he played receiver. He left Ohio State eighth in receptions and seventh in receiving yards and record for most kickoff returns and averaged 22.9 yards of return. He was, dra- he was then drafted by the Oakland Raiders, made his way to the Dallas Cowboys and New York Jets before coming north to Canada to the Calgary Stampeders and Toronto Argonauts. His best year came in 2008 when he had 1,473 yards, 100 catches, and eight touchdowns and was a CFL All-Star. He finished his career with 6,119 yards, 416 catches, 40 touchdowns, and 103 games. He is a top 10, uh, he is top 10 in Stampeders history in touchdowns, catches, and receiving yards. Welcome to the show, Kenyon Rambo. What up, brother? What's up with it, Nicky Lou? What's going on, good. brother? I didn't know you were top 10 in all three categories in Stampede history until I, was... I, I didn't know that till now. Yeah, I didn't know that till now. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, you know, I ain't never been a, you know, we like stats, but I never looked up, uh, you know, my Calgary stats or nothing like that. And uh, that's that's good to hear, man. That's big. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think you're like number seven in, in your seven, eight, and ten, I believe. I don't know which which ones are which, but that's pretty – Yeah. Just yeah, the stats man, man. overall. Yeah, I mean, you know, during the lift, the, uh, the, uh, the, the length of the CFL uh, – you know, CFL League, that's a long time, man. That's a long time. A lot, a lot of people, a lot of people been, been to Calgary Stampeder. Yeah. 40 touchdowns. Is that good or, is that good or bad? I don't know. Is I that think good? that's great. And 103 games? Yeah. That means you know, you're scoring, on, that means you're scoring <laughs> a touchdown. And, okay. And every two games, you're almost scoring a touchdown. It's like less than three, right? So it's like every two and a half games, you're scoring a touchdown. Oh, that sounds pretty good. Sounds like I'm doing some work then, Nick. Put like, like this. Put like this. I think I had 71 in 227 games or 26 games. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So I had 123 yeah. more games than you. And so I doubled you. So basically you would have had, just with another 100 games, you would have had another 40 touchdowns or more. So, you yeah. you know, you'd have been pushing 100. Oh, that's a good number. It's 100. I know 100 is a good number. <laughs> yeah. But it's all about the length of, of everything, right? Like, if that's you came up there same, straight, straight out of the Ohio State, like I came out of college, yeah, you would have had a longer career there, and it would have been better numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The statistics would have been there, definitely. But how you been doing? Yeah. Been good, man. 
just uh, trying to stay healthy through all this crazy and mischief and madness down here and everywhere that's going on in the world. And, you know, trying to stay healthy, like I said, and take care of the family and, you know, ride the wave, man. Still in that weight room? Oh, I try to get something in, you know. You love that weight room. <laughs> you be doing them curls and them push-ups. Uh, if anything, if anything, I'm doing some push-ups and, and sit-ups. Push-ups and sit-ups. You know what I'm saying, Nick? I'm getting those in. I need to I get some no, sit-ups in. I look, I look better than I, than I, I guess I feel. <laughs> in the inside, you know. <laughs> the outer I'm, and the inner. I think I'm at like 186 miles on my bike for the last three weeks. Really? On my Nordic bike indoor. Yeah. That's good. But, you know, everything else, my face is slimming up. Yeah. Still got yeah, I that can belly. I can tell. <laughs> I can tell. You're looking good, man. You're looking good. Trying to get there. You know, it's it's hard. Did you have an issue with working out once you retired? Once I retired, I had to I, – I think I – I think I stepped up my little workouts a little bit more really? because, yeah, because uh, I was missing football a lot, man. I was just, you know, so I, you know, working out was like my, uh, it's my football games and football practice and, you know, I think that's why you feel it, it filled in the gap for me, you know? Yeah. So I, it, uh, I think I worked out a little bit more. And I think now more than I had my son now and the kids, I just slowed down. <laughs> okay, yeah, a lot more responsibilities. Yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> well, other than that, I mean, when I, you know, when I first got out the league, I was just trying to find that, you know, that fill-in space. Uh, and that's that's hard to find, you know, that's hard to find. But, you know, you think it's easy when you're coming out, you know. Uh, I mean, you can find your career and, you know, whatever you want to do after football, but it's still, it's, it's, it's still, are you complacent with that? Are you, are you, uh, you know, are you happy? You know, football is all, you know, we've done all our life. Yeah. Football, 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 you know. So we just like the the adrenaline rush, the the challenge and things of that nature. If it's not challenging us, we ain't going to like it, you know. When I when I got done, I, I wasn't motivated to work out because I yeah. had to work out to play for – and, you know, in Texas well, – You played a long time, Nick. But in Texas, time. in Texas, it was like I've been working out since the seventh grade. Like we used yeah. to lift weights three, four days a week, starting in the seventh grade. Right. During school, like you had to. So going through that whole process to now, it's like, well, I ain't got nothing to work out for unless right, it's to right, be right. healthy. So I went through a period where it was like, I don't need to go to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have a trainer in the off seasons? No. No, no, I didn't have a trainer in the off seasons. So are you talking about when we played football? Yeah, when you, you play. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a training off season when we was playing. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I don't know what I'm thinking about. Yeah, I had a trainer, uh, and you know he had steady guidelines, and you know he worked and twerked, you know, tweaked things with me, my workout to you know fit my program, and uh, fit what's going on. You there, Nick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Okay, <laughs> and uh, you know, fit me as I aged and everything, you know, and and and, and uh. uh you know, the knee, when I had my knee and, you know, just little things like that. He, his name is, uh, I can't even got dog. God, dog. I slipped my mind. That's that CTE. <laughs> look, look, that, that, <laughs> look, boy, it's starting to add up now. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't even think of my training. 
oh, it's going to come to me later. I mean, he's my trainer for a long time, I have for years. So, and that's sad. It's not sad that I can't remember right now, but he, he'll come to my head. But I see, um, I see you got that Dodgers hat in the background. Oh, yeah. You know, I got the Dodgers hat. I got the more Raiders hat. You, know? you celebrate when they won it? Yeah, I did. I celebrate. Oh, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, represent, represent. Yeah, you know, I celebrated, man. That's big. I mean, that's big. That was big. I mean, that's big for the. That was big for the for the city. Yeah, you know, it's been a while. Um, the Lakers. I mean, the Lakers and the and the Dodgers won. That's best. That was real big for the city, especially with what's going on right now. You know, in this in this uh, pandemic and this time. It was real big, big for the city. Kind of like, sort of like you know, it, uh, it brought us together, even though we couldn't, you know, get really get out there and celebrate because you yeah. know with quarantine. But it brought the city back together. It felt like it felt like uh, felt like it was whole again. You know, I feel like the downfall started. If you if you think back to January, the downfall pretty much started on Kobe's death. That's when everything yeah. started to trickle down for the U.S. Like COVID had hit like Japan and over there and they were they were having effects but really wasn't here yet right but when Kobe after Kobe had the accident I feel like everything started to go downhill yep and now the Lakers win the championship the Dodgers win the championship and they're talking vaccine right (laughs) got a new president coming in (laughs) how's 2020 been for you and just just that roller coaster of emotion I guess of one, let's start with Kobe, like how it started with Kobe. What day, what was that like? Uh, Where were you and how was that day when you found out about Kobe? That was, uh, what What exact date was that? Uh, I think it's the 24th. <laughs> was it 24th, 25th, 25th of January, I believe? Yeah, so like you said, that was at the beginning, man. Uh, I mean, I woke, up, I woke up in the morning and I thought it was... Uh, I thought it was a prank, really, and then uh, <laughs> and when I seen it hit TMZ and then uh, all this other stuff, the other other uh, flip the channels and seen it was on uh, it was live and they were showing it. Uh, it was just like, oh man, we got we we lost a great. Yeah, you know I mean, you know, he Kobe meant a lot to the city. He played there all what 19, 20 years. Yeah. So, I mean, he was uh, he came here as a, out of high school. So I mean, he's basically uh, uh, Angelino, and you know he's a uh, one raised. About, I mean, seemed like you know he's basically a Californian, you know, a Southern California yep. kid. So, and you know, we raised, I was raised up. You know, we're the same age. So I was raised up watching him uh, when he first got started with the Lakers, and he airballed all those. Uh, those jumpers, those five in a row. <laughs> I remember it was like it was yesterday, dude. You know what I'm saying? Until, you know, all the championships and, you know, he won after that. I remember like it was yesterday. Him and Shaq and, you know, uh, and, so, and then, you know, even without Shaq. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it, uh, you know, he felt like, you know, he just lost uh, some uh, uh, a, a big icon, not just to the city, but, you know, to the, to the nation, to the world, too, you know? Yeah. That was huge. I, I remember I wasn't a big Kobe fan, but I respected Kobe. Just like yeah. LeBron. I'm not a big LeBron fan, but I respect LeBron. Uh, I remember I actually shed tears watching his last game, him going for 60. Yeah. Because as a competitor, I understand, one, when your body says we can't do something, 
right? You went through yeah. that as well. Like I can yeah. still do it, but my body says I can't do it every day. Right. Right. And yeah. for yeah. him to go out there in the way that he did it against the Jazz, man, and just it just keeps scoring and and like they call timeout and it, they almost carrying him off the court. Right. Like he's so wore out. Right. It just hurts. the competitive nature of that, man, is is really inspiring to see somebody put so much on the line and they know yep. it's their last game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and we know how much uh it takes and how much you endure, you know what I'm saying? And uh, how much uh mind, mental uh power you got to have to, you know, to go through that. You know, yeah. we know that as being athletes, man, you know, having uh, longevity careers and not longevity, but, you know, like men played, you know, all different uh, stations, high school, college and pros, you know. And uh, so, you know, we know what it takes and what you got to go through. It's, it's, it's a, I mean, that's, that's like you were saying about that's That was big, dude. That was yeah, big. Definitely a that journey. Journey to journey and just huge. That was, you went out with a bang with that 60s. Yeah. Then COVID hits. What yeah. happened when how how did you feel when they started locking things down? Man, I just I just I, I think, you know, uh I think they've been new they knew they knew they they been knew about the COVID. And I think they just was uh uh undermining it, I think, you know, and then once it started hitting uh once it started it jumped ship and they try to cut off the 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 channels from China to U.S. and then they went from U. The way they was going from China to Europe and coming back over. I think that's when they it got big and it, and it was a uh, the U.S. or you know the president wanted to you know change his uh, his thoughts about COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't just no hoax, you know, and uh, it got serious, man. But I mean, I felt like you know uh, I was just you know. Uh, taking it as it goes, you know, trying to do what they say, because I'm worried about my family at this time, you yeah. know, I'm, so I'm, I'm abiding by the rules, you know, <laughs> you know, as much as, uh, as much as possible, you know, um, all, you know, all, everything is for my family and looking over them and making sure they're right. And then, you know, making sure I'm good, you know? Yep. And then you had a personal tragedy, just like myself, my grandmother passed away uh, last month and, and, you know, pops, Couple yeah, months ago. So I can hear that again, bro. Indeed, brother. You know, and and everything with pops, man. I know, as always, I'm sorry to hear that. I, I know how close you were to your your parents, or you are. You know, just uh, it's, it's yeah. That was uh, in the midst of everything else. That's it's rough. Going out on me, Nick. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay. I'm just saying in the midst of everything else, it was rough to to go through. Oh uh, yeah, very um very rough, dude. Uh you know, I've had you know, I have family members pass away, you know, uh, close friends. But it's nothing, you know, uh grandparents you know when i was younger you know i was uh and then i have you know my my grandparents passed away but it's nothing like your your mother and your father you know that's been especially that's been your life all your life yeah you know been your number one fan been your number one fans all your life it hit a little different 
you know, especially you wake up and see them every day. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, 100%, you know. It's a little different, dude. So, you know, I was, uh, and you know, my dad had been sick for a while. You know, we seen the whole thing. You know, we always try to prepare ourselves for the for the worst, and you know, but can't always think, but I always try to think positive, but yeah, you can't, you can't prepare, prepare for nothing like that, you know, especially when it happens. You just gotta uh, have good people around you, That's you it. know, solid family and good people around you, and you know, to keep you up and keep you, uh, keep you on your toes and keep, keep you know, keep everything positive, you know. And it, it was very rough because you know you can't, we couldn't, you know, you can't move around like you want to, and yep, go see people, you know, how you want to, and um, my dad was in the. Uh, he was in retire. He was in the rehab center for a while. We couldn't see him for like three months, dude. It was, and you know, it was a uh, very frustrating and mentally, mentally straining on me and my mom. You know. Yep. How's she doing? She's doing good. She's doing better. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, we were just talking the other day. She was like, "Yeah, this is the first day I'm gonna hurt because her birthday's tomorrow on okay. Thanksgiving." Tell us that happy birthday. And this, you know, she was like, this is the first day. I will, I will. So she was talking about the day. She was like, this is the first day, you know, first year that I'm going to have my birthday and thinking. And when she said that, I know she was really been thinking about that. Yeah. So I've been, you know, thinking about that also, you know, you know. Yeah. Try to be strong. I've been, I've been weak. I've been weak as hell, though, Nick. When, it, when it, you know, when it first happened, well, I was crying, boohooing, and but I, I wouldn't I even say it's weak, though, man. Much. It's just, it's just a uh, not know, weak, but you know, what I'm it's, saying? it's just I, your I, character, man, because you care about so many I, people. Our terms, you know. Yeah, you care about people, right? And you you get you yeah. care about your family, and yeah, it's a it's a hard process to go to to go through this. And it's like you said, the times that we're in where it makes it even harder because you almost feel isolated on everything and um, just makes it very hard of a situation to go through. You know? Uh, no, yeah, it's not, no, it's not the normal, you know? Uh, just like with the funeral and everything and all that, making arrangements and the funeral and, uh, you know, uh, going to churches, you know, trying to send them out, send them out, send, you want to send your loved one out. I mean, you want to have a, uh, send anybody out with a good funeral and a good, you know, going away uh, party. Yep. But, but uh, the funeral, I mean, a lot of that got, uh, not shut down, but I mean, it got, had a lot of uh, uh, limitations on, yeah. you know, the funeral and how many people could be there and all this kind of stuff, so. It was, uh, I didn't like, you know, it was, I didn't like that, you know, but again, got to buy by the quarantine laws and those was changing them by the week. Yep, every you know, week is different. Um, it's changing so here right now. Yeah, huh? It's changing here right now. They're talking about shutting everything back down. If they shut stuff down there again or uh, what's, it, what's yeah, it like there? Are you, you in Cali right now? I'm in California here. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm in uh, Orange County. So yeah, they, uh, Everywhere in Miami, I think in, in California, they tried to shut everything down, like restaurants and uh, no in, indoor dining or something like that. 
and uh, shut down the restaurants at 10 o'clock. Everybody has to be shut down at 10. That's you know? crazy. Yeah. So and nobody knows anything. Nobody knows nothing. <laughs> Everybody just they're making standing, guesses. Oh, they are making guesses. They talking about the vaccine is ninety five percent proficient, and all this. And I'm like, man, get they don't get me started. <laughs> the one good, the one good about the vaccine I heard though, is, I'm not taking it, Nick. Well, I'll tell you this though. <laughs> but listen though, this might help. With the flu, they give you a version of the flu. And it's supposed to kill it, right? Right. I don't, I don't. I haven't got sick since I stopped taking the flu shot. I don't right. take a flu shot. Yes. But with Me. this, but with this, they don't give you a version of COVID. Exactly. They don't. They give you a version that makes your body think it is, but it's not. Yeah. It's They're not actually giving you a dead virus. It's an imitation. Basically. Yeah. 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 And your body builds the antibodies so that. They're not saying, I don't think they're saying that you won't get it, but you won't die from it or you won't get super sick from it. I don't trust it. I don't, I don't know what they really, what really they're putting in my body. But we don't you know, know what that, you say that with I anything know you I, eat. <laughs> you know, what's the, what's the cause and effect, you know, and what's the, what's the, what's the, the damage on the back end? That's what, that's what I'm thinking about, man. I'm thinking about you how know? can I get back to Mexico? <laughs> Show that paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go to Jamaica, Mexico. <laughs> Let me Jamaica, go. Mexico, I gotta get out of the snow. I gotta get out of the snow, Ram. You know, up here in the snow, you gotta get out. Say again. I, said, I gotta. Sorry. I gotta get out of the snow. I know. I know. You know. I. I know you do. I'm up here with a hoodie do. on. You over there with a t-shirt, hat. You look. You know. Well, what I'm saying? Yeah, Still looking like you're 27. I don't care who tell it, boy. Stop it. Ram, you look <laughs> you look the same since the day we met. <laughs> you don't change. I wish. I wish, man. Nick. I look at my I, I look at myself every day in the morning. I wish I could say that. <laughs> Just <laughs> a couple grays here man. and there. Yeah, that's it. Oh, a couple, shoot. Look, I'm over here looking like uh it's coming in though. It's coming in nice though, man. I like my Asian, my Asian, my Asian well. I'm Asian well. Thank you. You say you I like your Asian? I, shut up. There you go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I said, I said, we I'm know you're part Asian, man. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I said, I'm Asian pretty good. I'm Asian pretty good. Man, I'm trying to keep everything good, man. That's as good. healthy as possible, dude. That's good. But, Let's let's talk about growing up in Poly, going on Long Beach. Yeah. Yeah. How was how was that growing up there? Getting into getting into sports. Do you play multiple sports or just play football? Um. Well, yeah. When I was well, shoot, you know, growing up, uh, shit, from since uh, probably when I was just nine, ten, nine years old, I've been running track, playing football, and started playing basketball probably a year or two after. Uh, organized, yeah, and I'm you know, I played that all the way up to I played, I ran, been running track, I ran track in high school all the way to my senior year, I played basketball to my sophomore year. Um, uh, you won the state track meet, yeah, I won the state my in 300s, 300 hurdles, I was a hurdler, yeah. How was that to win state? Like, like, very few people win state 
in something to win state in the three in the hurdles. That's like an endurance hurdle race with your yeah. speed. I would think more the the hundred meter hurdles, but yeah, well, I'm more of a uh, well in track. I'm more of a power runner. Yeah, you know, um, kind of more of if you if you if you know what I mean by that. I mean more of a power sprinter. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, with that know, knee I, raise. Yeah, I build up speed as I go. And I was uh, stronger in the longer events rather than the short events. So I was pretty good. I was good in the 110 hurdles. You know, I got a, uh, I get third in uh, a third. I think I got third in the 110s my senior year. I was good in those. But it went, obviously it was guys that was better than me. I mean, I had a good time, but, you know, it wasn't the greatest time. But in the 300s, I can uh, I can move very well in the 300s. And I, was, I knew that was my race, and I felt I was uh, more comfortable in the 300s. Did it make it feel any more special that, like, a lot of the sprinters come from Florida and Cali? Yeah, uh, yeah, in Texas. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you probably you probably raced against some guys that probably ran in, in the Olympics or oh, yeah. Olympic trials. I raced against some guys that yes went to, you know went to college. Uh, I don't know if it was Olympic trials, but I know guys that went to college and ran track. Because, uh, you know, I ran TAC. I, like I said, I've been running TAC in group organized uh, sports and, since I was nine years old. So we used to travel and go to Texas and uh, LSU. I mean, Louisiana and Florida to run at the big, the big, the big meets, the national yep. meets in the JOs and, uh, you know, the nationals. And so we used to go over there with the, I used to run with the LA Jets. I don't know if you ever heard of Obi Moore. Uh, he's a big track guy down here. He went to, uh, and he went to the Olympic trials in 96 okay. and back in, uh, in high school and he made it pretty far, but, um, uh, I used to, we used to run track with him in, uh, AAU. So we had a pretty good track team and, you know, I was already used to, uh, that track thing and, you know, track always, my dad used to always say track always is the best shape period. But it always had me in shape, in great shape, uh, for football. Yeah. When I was going into football, so I used to be a spring ball and all that kind of stuff because of track. But I used to come in in better shape than you know the guys that's been there because I was in track shape. You know. Yeah. Now track's a huge thing that transfers over to football so well, right? And a lot of you know yeah. a lot of college coaches they want to know if a kid's running track or not. It's not Definitely. easy. It's not easy. No, it's not. Track's not fun. Like for me, think about me, Ram. Yeah. How would track be fun for me? How you could you couldn't <laughs> sell me on track being fun. It's not fun to lose, and I know right. there ain't nothing I can do to win. <laughs> <laughs> like we're talking about one skill. Yeah, but look, look yeah. like you be you probably be you be getting the jumping. Triple jump and the long jump. I know you can jump. I know I was, you can jump. I was a triple jumper in high school. Yeah, yeah. I so I know you can jump. School. I know you can do that. You're an athlete, so yeah. I know you ain't you wasn't the, the, the had the, the the super wheels, but you know you had enough speed. Oh shit! Did I ever tell you about the time I did high jump? No, you didn't. <laughs> Get this story. So the it was a two-day track meet and the first day didn't have my events but the the coach told me he's like hey you're going to the track meet i'm like why am i going to track meet like my yeah. events ain't today like i'm triple jumping tomorrow i'm gonna run the relays or whatever 
And then he was like, well, when we got there, he goes, <laughs> I put you in the high jump. We need them points, Nick. <laughs> I put you in the high jump. <laughs> so imagine little Lou, little small 170-pound Lou. I'm sitting there laughing at people on this, you know, the practice bar set up, everybody jumping over it, hitting it. And I'm like, man, look, that's easy. Right. They're like, well, you going to warm up, sir? I said, no. <laughs> warm up for what? If this is my competition, I'm good. <laughs> man, Ram, first time I ran and I jumped, I guess I jumped too close to the middle of the bag. Yeah. I cleared the pole, but I cleared the mat too on the side the and I landed on the ground. <laughs> you jumped too late. You jumped, I jumped too way late. too late. Hey, yeah, you jumped hey. too late. That's what that means. They, they go, Are you okay? <laughs> it felt like that Snickers commercial. Like my feelings was hurt. <laughs> I wasn't hurt, but my feelings was hurt. I'm laying on the ground like this. Oh. <laughs> they said, Well, you cleared it. I said, I'm done. I'm not jumping no. <laughs> I'm not doing this no more. Coach, no more. Come, cut it out. I'm done. <laughs> we ain't getting we're not getting any points, coach. I would I would come like, man, you could at least let me work on it during the week. He said, Well, you right, didn't warm yeah, up. Yeah, and something. I was like, Well, I didn't need to warm up. No, you I just need to know how to jump. No, no training or nothing on Nothing. It. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but you cleared it though. I actually did pole vault in an event too. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah you know what you you, been good, you would have been good in that, man. Uh, what was that? Uh, what was it called? The uh, when you do when you do multiple races. Oh, triathlon. Uh, uh, yeah, it, yeah. Not triathlon. The, the Capilon. Uh, the Capilon. Yeah. I don't know. They yeah, got to run a long ways. Yeah, they got like a race. You got to run a long way, like the fifteen hundred or something. It's something that. <laughs> You wouldn't get a lot of points on that one, Nick. <laughs> I get those shot put, the discus. Yeah, yeah, all that. <laughs> that running. No, 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 no. Woo, that is no jump, bro. Or the 800 or something like that. Man, that's that's yeah. too much. Do you ever run the quarter yes. or the 800? Yeah, I used to run the quarter a lot. I used to run on the 4 by 4 team, so. run. I run a quarter a lot. Uh, and I run on the 4 by one team, so. I was running usually, I mean, every every track meet, I'm running four events. All the big track meets, I'm running four events, dude. I got it all day. I'm <laughs> How, what's what's a California track meet like? I feel like that's just a different because I feel like it's a different atmosphere in California than most places in the world. Uh I mean, well, it's the same thing, probably like just like Texas, man. Texas, uh they love their track, they love their football, you know. Uh but I mean just uh, the vibe around like Oh, it's just it's, it's uh it's big. It's big down here, man. It's big, especially you start getting into those uh, master meets, those CIF uh, prelims, and uh, it starts getting big, big, man. They start coming from all over the you know the county and the the region, and and we got some runners, man, that can run down here. So uh, mm-hmm. it gets it gets very competitive, and you know uh, gets you going, man. So. I mean, yeah, I, used, I used to love uh, when I got to, when I, was, when I was done with high school, though, I said, I'm not running track no more. Especially when I was going on the football scholarship. I was like, I'm cool. So you never considered going to anywhere to run track? No, nah, if I was, wherever I was going, I was going, I would run track for that team. Uh, like when I was at Ohio State, 
first two years I was there, the track coach used to all oh, he would he would come up to the facilities, football facilities, and ask me to run track. <laughs> it's like, the forgot. Too, isn't it? Instead of three hundred in college, it's four hundred. Yeah, yeah, four hundred hurdles. Saying that's what I used to run. In. I was running. I've been. I was running that already when I was in a uh, running the TAC uh, program team uh, track when I was young. I was okay. running. I was running four hundred hurdles before I I hit high school. Okay, know? so that was just natural for you. You've always had that yeah. gate and been able to run. Yeah, when I got to high school, when I got to high school, it was three hundred. I was like, oh, dad, it's gonna be a cakewalk. <laughs> That's why you were able to to hold it for so long. Yeah, yeah. Mentally, also. Mentally, also. I think the four hundred hurdles or or three hundred hurdles in high school is the hardest race. Yeah, I mean it's difficult because you're jumping. You got to jump on time. You see people out there trying to three step it. You ain't going. You ain't got no shot in hell to win this. No, nah, it's hard, man. <laughs> the legs, them legs get tired, dude. You thinking that you tell them to do something else? They want to do something different. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> especially when you think about it, you've ran some relay races at the beginning of the track meet. You run the three hundred hurdles, which is near the end of the track meet, and mm -hmm. then you run the four by one after that. How you run the four by four? Four by four. four, by four, by four I mean, yeah, the four by four after that. Like, how yeah. you got enough gas to to go three hundred hurdles, yes, a couple man. races off, and then I'm going right back out here for the four by four. I used to be gas, man. I used to be tired as hell, boy. I bet. I used to be wore out, man. I mean, it's all mental, though, man. I mean, you know, uh, I used to didn't like to do it, but I mean, I knew uh, I mean, the team was counting on me, you know, and I knew I was mentally, you know, I was already fit for it, even though I didn't want to do it. But once once I get out there, it's, it's go competitive. Time. Yeah. How'd you yeah. pick Ohio State? Oh man, um, Ohio State was like my third choice, dude. To be to be honest with you. Um, I was gonna go to SC. Uh, John Robinson was the coach there. Uh, the wide receiver coach that was up there, uh, I can't think of uh, Stafford. I can't think of his name. He was uh, he was recruiting me, so I would have my mindset on SC. But John Robinson resigned at that time, and the okay. South Blue and everybody squirted out. They had a little program. Some you know went down in the program, and everybody scattered like ants and roaches, you know what I'm saying, when the lights come on. Yep. And, um, so I was like, no, nah, I'm not going there. I didn't know who the coach was going to be uh, coming in. So they didn't know at that time, too. So um, I moved on from them and went to Cal, where Steve, Steve Mariucci was there. Okay. Steve, Steve was there for, uh, yeah, that one year that he turned, you know, he turned around their program and they was throwing the ball and running the ball. But, um, and my cousin was up there. He was going to school there also. Um, he then he uh, he all of a sudden he took the job for the 49ers. Yeah, that Steve. Year too. Yeah, he left out that year. So I'm like, damn, he didn't tell me he was gonna do that too. So I'm like, shit. I'm like, oh, there goes you know Cal. But you know, always Ohio State always been in the right, you know, in the race. And that's when they uh, they went to the Rose Bowl that year also. So you got to and, see him. Uh, yeah, I went to you went to the practices and I went to go see him and uh, and then you know it just all it all everything happens for a reason, dude. I said I believe that, and it all it all it all trickled down me going back to Ohio State how how they how 
how it went down, you know? Culture uh, shock. Yeah, it was different. Leaving uh, Long Beach, like yeah. leaving that area, just the whole vibe of Long Beach going to Ohio. Yeah. Well, it's all different seasons. <laughs> For yeah, the first time in seasons. your life, how's that transition when you get to college, not only to be so far from home for the first time for an extended period, but now to experience the different seasons, to experience different people? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, that's when I, you know, I had a, my freshman year was an eye opener to a lot of things, dude. You know, um, you know, we're growing up in Long Beach. We have a, it's a multi-race city. Yeah. So we go. I went to school with every race that there is. You know, I'm a, the majority is was was, was black, but um, I went to school while you know white kids, Asian, Mexican, um, Latino, whatever. You know, we had all different all different genders, dude. Uh, natives. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Polynesian. Uh, we had we had all of it, so that was the thing about growing up in California, especially Southern California. California, period. I mean, that's the big thing that you uh, we uh, grew up with different, and especially in the city where I'm at, we grew up with you know you grow up with multi racities, you know, yeah, multi ethnicities, and uh, so. But I went to Ohio State, but it, it was it was uh, the only culture shock that I would say it was majority. Uh, the school was, I mean, it was majority, you know, uh, Caucasian, but it was everything, you know, dude. I mean, yeah. it was, school was so big, we had 55,000. I mean, I think it was like number two school in the nation to Texas at yeah. that time, you know, with campus wise. Um, so, I mean, it was, uh, it was an eye opener to everything, man. Uh, all just ethnicity, ethnicities. Uh, Columbus was, uh, Columbus, Columbus is a good city, man. I mean, I would never, Columbus is a good city. I liked it. I learned a lot from there, you know, uh, you know, good, the good things and the bad things. I learned a lot. Um, you started dipping? Seat, yeah, but I started, you know, I started dipping when I was in, shoot, in, in, in the pros. That's when I started dipping. Oh. <laughs> I didn't dip when I was in college. I dipped in the pros. But them seasons, though, dude. That 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 summer, fall, winter, and <laughs> spring, <laughs> you, they are well pronounced when they come in. You know, <laughs> uh, blizzards. You know, I went through it all, Nick, up there, bro. And that snow, man, it was a definitely was an eye opener. So when I came up to Canada, you know, it was uh, nothing new for me. You know. Yeah. When you got to O State, I noticed every year your stats got better and better. You so you get more playing time. You started starting your third year there. What was the process like going from from high school winning state championships, uh, being great, having all the scholarship offers, then going to grind out to get to becoming a starter in college? Because now I see a lot of kids, if they're not a starter in year one, they're looking to transfer somewhere else. So just talk about that process of, you know, doing what you're supposed to do or doing what you did to get better and eventually become a starter. Oh man, it's just, you know, you just gotta have 
uh, well, we don't have that option. That we didn't ever have that option to. We want to transfer, and you can still transfer and hold on to a year. Yeah. <laughs> when I was when I was in college, it's different now. They give us give these kids a lot of little uh, new little twerks that can keep their careers going, or you know, it can give them more film time, which is cool though. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. I, I'm more up to them and all the uh, all the time they can get, and you know. Uh, to be seen so they can make it to, to the big show or professional, whatever you want to call it. Um, but um, uh, it was just, you know, I had a guy, I had guys above me uh, that played my position that, uh, that was pretty good. And they would, they uh, showed me a lot too. Yeah. Uh, Dave Boston and D Miller uh, ahead of me. So uh, these guys that, you know, were, uh, that good, make good, you know, that were, that were good quality receivers, you know. I mean, Dave Boston definitely, he wasn't number one in the draft. He won, he's, you know, he know him. He's from humble, humble Texas. Yep. Um, my boy D. Miller, um, he was a, he was a, the receiver over me. He was uh wasn't as fast, but he had great routes and good hands. Man, his routes were so crisp, and he had great hands, you know. Yeah. Uh, but he and he always got open. You know, Dave was just a just a, f- a phenomenal athlete. He had good hands and good speed and good routes, but you know, you can just tell you it was it was it was totally different from him and D Mill, you know. And Dave actually uh, played the game bigger than I was. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was uh I think when he, he got the to house like two eighty one down. No, yeah, yeah. When he was at was San Diego, he was like two sixty, dude. Two Five and seven, four, four. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but he was that's, just stacked. That's, that's 260? Yeah. Yeah, he was big, dude. He was big. I didn't go going all that, but yeah, he was he was he was huge. He got real big. And Dave always was a, a gym rat. He always stayed in the gym. Um, always had a good work ethic. You know, always in there. Uh, uh, when working out, when other guys isn't working out. Same thing with D Mill, you know. Um, right hand man, our right hand dude. Our guy was uh was our uh, always our strength coach. Okay. Strength coach. Um, and I think our strength coach just always had us prepared for games and always had our you know always uh, pushed us to be great, you know. Yep. Um, so it was when all the trickle down effect. When did you start lifting weights to that effect? Was it high school, college? Like when did you really um, just dive into the 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 weights part of sports? Well, my dad had me working out, man, uh, doing like little stuff like jump squats, and lunges, and um, side lunges, and doing things like that. Probably around when I was 10, 11 years old. Yeah. You know, uh, slowly building up into the process of you know other things, you know. Um, but he had me doing that stuff early, dude. And I look back, I look at it now. A lot of guys wasn't doing, a lot of parents and dads wasn't doing that at the time when I was, when he was, my dad was doing it, you know? Yeah. On the weights and you know, knowing how to uh, uh, lift weights and showing, you know, and, and putting it on me, not just lifting heavy weights and, you know, think that's all heavy supposed to be. I was doing light weights and uh, high explosion stuff, you know? Yeah. It, was, it wasn't like a lot of wear and tear on my body and it wasn't um, bad on my joints, you know? Yeah. Y'all have the, uh, in the garage, y'all working out in the garage? 
Yeah, we used to work out in the garage, and then we used to work out in the dining room. He had one, had one of the little uh, multi uh, motor track kind of looking things that you had to pull the ropes. Had the the little dip machine. And, okay. Yeah. Uh, that had everything on it. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Pop tech. He had all that kind of stuff, man. So, yeah, I think he was ahead of the game with that. He knew what he, you know, his purpose was with me, is to give me, uh, put me in the best uh, position and give me the best opportunity to be as great as possible. You know. Yeah, that's that's what's up. Yeah. I, I think I just, I don't know if it's just a Cali thing or if it's just me, but that working out in the garage, I just, I just envision like you can walk down the street in Cali and see a lot of people, they garage doors out and they hitting the bench <laughs> in the garage, right? No, you're, you're right. You're right, though. Some places, you're right. You will see that, dude. You definitely You know what I'm saying? Just like in Canada, when I go walking, I used to walk my daughter or I go ride the bike around the neighborhood. Everybody's garage, they got like TVs in it and like chairs and <laughs> stuff. And it's like a, the man cave. Yeah. You got, you got yeah. tools on one yeah. side, you got luxury on the other. There you go. That's how you want to do it. <laughs> yeah, man. That's how it is out here, though, too, in certain areas, you know. Yeah. Um, you walk around communities. California, you know, is a, uh, a fit kind of, I just want to say, a fit kind of state, uh, healthy kind of eating. You know, a little bit more in to, Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a little, <laughs> bit more, little bit more healthier eating than Texas, you know. Uh, where you know, uh, uh, more organic and vegans than Texas, probably. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I would say vegan. Eat the more, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, um, yeah, California is good, man. I mean, I guess it's uh, it's no, uh, you know, I didn't, I lived all over the place, Texas. I mean, uh, Nick, I lived New York, Florida, Texas, Canada. Ohio, I say New York. Yeah, uh, it's no place like home, man. Ain't no place. Which like one's California. your favorite outside of Cali? Well, my other favorite outside of Cali, uh, all around wise, probably Florida. Oh man, I thought you were gonna say Texas. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, the only reason why I didn't say Texas is because of the beach. Yeah, Texas ain't got no beaches. You got to go well, all the way down again. If you, you go to go Galveston or Corpus, then that's not really beach because you can't really get in the water there. <laughs> right. It's dirty. <laughs> it's dirty. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the only reason why I didn't say Texas. I love, I love Texas. Texas is uh, it's my second home. I still got the house out there. Yeah. Can so, you, you surf? Know. No, Nick, I cannot surf. I can boogie board. <laughs> That's what I be doing the boogie board. <laughs> I, can, I can boogie board. I can ride on it down. I get on that uh that sea do. Yeah. That's what's up. Ride out. When you were leaving Ohio State, or at what point did you think you could play in the pros? And then when you were leaving Ohio State, what was the what was the situation like? Oh man, uh, I, uh Probably I can always, I always thought I when when I thought I could play pro level. Probably was my uh, sophomore year. I, 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 probably my sophomore year, I, I knew that, like I, I can, I can do some things. And then my junior year came around and I started, and I had a pretty good season. Um, and we were, we wasn't that good. We went like six and six that year, but I had pretty good numbers yeah. for you know uh, for our record. You know what I'm saying? 
uh, and we was more predominantly a running team too, you know? Yep. So, um, you know, and then, uh, we had a, had a junior day and I had, a I ran a, I think I ran a four, three, four and, you know, um, you know, some of the scouts was out there and they seen, I seen me ran. So I put a little chatter in there, you know, in the, uh, I put a little chatter out there. Yep. So, you know, my junior year, my senior year, we, uh, what you call it? We had a good, we had, a, we had, a, we had our offensive coordinator. We, we changed offensive coordinators. So when my wide receiver coach became the offensive coordinator, that was my junior year. He became the offensive coordinator in my senior year. So I caught more balls, but I had less yards and I had less touchdowns, but I caught more balls. So he was, uh, it was a good year, but it was, uh, it was a better, he had a better year than last year, the year before my junior year. We went like nine and three or something like that. Went to the Outback Bowl and lost to South Carolina. Um, I get what you call that's when I, I had a I had a who had a now that I think about it, my senior year I had a sprained shoulder. I had a uh my knee, I got hyperextended my knee real bad. I had to play with a knee brace and I busted my hand uh right before the uh outback ball. Mm. I, had a fr- I fractured my hand. So my senior year was kind of like I had some little knickknack things that was going on. Yeah. But uh, leading up to the draft, go ahead, Nick. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm just listening to you. I'm just listening to you. You good? No, then you asked me about you asked me about my uh, then leading up to the what, draft. What, what, yeah, what happened when I led up to the led up to my the draft? Yeah. So I think you know um, I was working out in Florida. I was working out at Chris Carter's camp in Florida. That's where I worked out at. My agent wanted me working out at. Um, it went well. I think I, you know, uh, well, that for me is just some off the field things that happen. Uh, and, you know, at that time, you know, guys were taking chances and, uh, and they was just going off what he say, she say, not really doing no deep investigation stuff, you know. And uh, nowadays, uh, they take the chance. Like, I think they'll take the chance on me. <laughs> <laughs> coming out there you're before then. your time yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so i you know uh i ended up you know uh getting drafted like seventh round and the guy mel Kiper was like i remember he's like due to awesome off the field activities i dropped i should have been drafted late first round early second round pick but due to off the field activities i dropped to uh the seventh round i didn't make you and feel a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff i mean you know it, it kind of uh like even now, looking back, it's learning. It's learning. It's a, it was the learning. It was a learning process. I had to really look at myself, you know, and look at what happened, and you know what I did, and what I put myself out there for them to say about me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Even if it was right or wrong, I shouldn't give them that opportunity to say anything about me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I look at it like that. You know. Yeah. Um, it was learning, learning. It was learning process. It's part of the journey, Nick. It's part of the journey. That's when all. did when did Ohio State get the in front of this name? Like what was always, the year? We always been had it. We always been. It's had always it. it's always been there. Always been there. Always one of the originals, Nick. I think you're the second Ohio State Buckeye that I've interviewed on the on the Lulu Logic podcast. Yeah. Do you play Who's with up? James Cotton? Oh yeah, yeah, James Debo. <laughs> Debo. Yeah. Yeah, play with Debo. Debo was a beast. Yeah, 
you both the biggest. You, went, you came from, um, well, you're from Ohio. Then he went to school. He went to junior college in Sacramento. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Sacramento JC or something like that. And one of my boys was telling me was telling me about Debo before even Debo came came into Ohio State. I was like, we got the dude named James Kahn. He's like, yeah, James Kahn. Yeah, he went to South, he went to Sacramento uh, JC. Blase Blase. One of my friends was at Mount Sac James Junior yeah. College down here. So you know, you telling me about Debo before Debo came in, you know. <laughs> but Debo was uh, was an animal, dude. He was, you know, he played for Calgary as well, the Stamps. Debo did? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he played uh, played in Calgary, I think, the year before I got there. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah and then, then he played in Hamilton. Okay. 05 and 06. So y'all played against each other. No, I don't even remember Debo playing against Debo. <laughs> 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 Look, that lets, lets you know how 05 and 06 was for me. That was a blur. <laughs> I do not remember, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I don't. <laughs> so you drafted to the Raiders, short stand with the Raiders, then you go to the Cowboys. Yep. How was your time I mean, with the Cowboys? Yeah. Uh, it was a good time, man. I had, you know, had some. I played with some legends. Played with some legends. So I uh, learned learned some stuff from those guys, and uh, I grew a lot. In that, that time of that period of time when I was with the Cowboys, man, uh, we wasn't that good. Uh, it was rebuilding stage, but we had a lot of the uh, the old guys that you know were won the Super Bowls. That was uh, uh, back in the '90s, you know, in, uh, yeah. in the mid '90s, and uh, that was still on the team: Darren Woodson, Larry Allen, Emmitt Smith. Um, who else do we have? We had uh, the, one of the, the centers, Zesnowski, whatever his name Mark was. Mark Zesnowski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark, he was there. Uh, who else do we have, man? Uh, There's so many guys, uh, man. Joey Galloway. We had JG. That's uh, what you had. Rock, you had Rocket Joey and Rocket. Rocket. Yeah. Uh-huh. Had you had told guys. me a story that y'all ran 40s at practice one day. Yeah. Can you tell that yeah, story? Yeah, we all raced. We all raced, man. Uh, I think it was me. I don't think JG ran. I don't know if Rocky ran either, but I know it was. I, know, I think they did. I know maybe Rocky did, but it was me, uh, Rocky. Uh, was Randall Williams there too? Randall Williams, uh, Reggie Swinton, and it was. Uh, I think it was some more guys. So we got like a little, like a little track strip uh, with some lanes. Yeah, then we got grass too on the other side. Yeah, everybody ran. That's when uh, ran, ran, Randall ran a four. There he ran something stupid four one four. Some of it was something that was ridiculous. You ran a four one four, and we ran. And me and uh, everybody else ran like a four two, four two one, four two fours, four two nines, and things like this. But I mean, I got out from the spot. I got out from the start. Me and Reggie. You know, we 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 ahead of everybody, and all you see, all of a sudden, you see Randall Williams, Randall <laughs> Williams, <laughs> flying inside of us with big strides. And for most people that don't know, Randall Williams was like four, or he's like six four, like two fifteen. No, he's like yeah, six three, six three, like two yeah, fifteen, two twenty probably. 220. probably yeah. 
He yeah, went to Randall. he went to Oakland, and he became a yep. tight end. They moved to tight end. Yeah, that would have been a good like H back. H back would have been perfect for him. Because I remember the only I, I think the only time he scored in Dallas was on an onside kick. Yep, it did. They kicked the onside kick, and he took he grabbed it and ran past everybody before they could even yeah. touch him. Yep, <laughs> I remember that. I seen it on TV, man. That dude, was, and they wasn't gonna catch him either. No, they wasn't gonna catch him either. Yeah, he was the fastest dude I ever seen, man. On, on, on uh, with track with track spikes on. That's crazy. Yeah, man. You everybody know, ran. Yeah, everybody was flying though. We ran four. Everybody ran four two. And I don't know if it was a four. It was a four three in there. And this is the this is low. I mean, this is early two thousands, right? So it's not like. It's 2001, 2002, yep. Yeah. 2002. Yep. So really running like that. So for y'all to have so many guys on there that could run. Because back, back then you had Daryl Green who could run a little bit. You had Dion who yep. could it. You had a couple DBs that could. But when Dion you, just retired. Dion just retired. Yeah, Dion just retired. But when you when you look at receiver, there wasn't a lot of receivers running four threes, four twos back no, then. No, no. No, it wasn't. Because that's what that's what Rocket and Joey kind of separate themselves. Yeah, as those guys that could go out there and run like that. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. I mean, you're, exactly you're coming true. from the era of Michael Irvin, Chris Carter, Steve Largent, uh, all these guys, uh, Herman yep. Miller, that are just yep. great with their feet, body control, catch the ball, but they're not yep. outrunning nobody. No, no, no. They've got that great body control, get great feet. Yeah, they not thinking about putting them down like that. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. We was running. We had some speedsters, dude. We had some so, dudes that could run. Three years with the Cowboys, I believe. Yep. And then uh went to the Jets for a year. Yep. I went through there for a year. And then um, you know, um uh, my agent told me about the uh about Calgary a year before that, before I went to the Jets, but uh, I was like, you know, the Jets uh, signed me up. So I already had that little bird in my ear when I, you know, after I got released from the Jets and I was just thinking, you know, looking back at everything, I was like, man, uh, I was like, man, I said, I was like, man, I, I did what I supposed to do. I said, let me go. I did everything I supposed to do when I played in the NFL, you know, uh, I worked out hard. I, you know, I made made teams. You know, my my agent told me when I got when I before that day when I got released from the Cowboys, he's like, I'm ninety nine point five percent sure that you're gonna be on the team. And then you know, I got the call from Jerry Jones telling me he wanted to see me, right? So I was like, damn, this is the final cut. That was the final cut too. Yeah. So I was like, I was kind of mad at my agent about that, but you know, they released me and then I went over to the Jets and worked out and the next time beyond, you know, later on through the season. And, uh, you know, so I worked out with them throughout the whole off season. And then, you know, uh, the last game, you know, the last game again, final cut, I, I brought us back to win. You know, I had four receptions by 115 yards. Uh, brought us back to win the game. And you know, the next day I got the call. Yeah, oh, we're gonna release you, Kenya. I'm like, oh man. But they, you know, the guy that they kept over me, he's been there. He's already there for me, so they felt comfortable with him. And he knew the office probably a little bit better than me. Who was? But it? he wasn't. Oh, uh, 
God, I forgot his name. He was a good athlete, but I forgot okay. his name, but he wasn't better than me. I forgot what school he went to. Somewhere in the South, like, I want to say. I can't remember his name, dude. Um, but uh, I was like, man, let me go see what Calgary's talking about. Because I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired of this wishy-washy, wishy-washy <laughs> NFL with being wishy-washy. Because you, you know you're better than certain said, people. Yeah, I know you better than certain people. And you know, it's a business too, you know, and you know, the coaches are going to feel comfortable who they feel comfortable with at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, I, the reason why I got released for the Cowboys too is uh, Tuna came in and, you know, he's a, uh, he went to go uh, look at this one cat that he drafted. So, you know, Tuna, Tuna make all the drafts at the end of the day. When he, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he went and got this dude, picked this dude, and when uh, when personally looked him, personally went and watched him work work out. Uh, his name was uh, Ezekiel Smith, Ezekiel Smith. Okay. So he was he came in. He's a he was a young guy. He was a lot more of a returner than his receiver. Yep. But he was uh, smaller than me. But Tuna, you know, uh, that's his guy. That was his guy. You know what I'm saying? So. He released me for him, and he was cheaper too. Also, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So that was another, that was another thing that uh, came in with that decision too. So I couldn't, you know, I and you know, tune out in being. It's not. I don't want to say egotistic, but you know, kind of like uh, if that's my guy, that's my guy. You know, yeah. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you time to groom. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I remember Zero Smith. So the person. He didn't uh, do so when he come. Yeah, so he personally wouldn't seen him at his school, so I think that's that's how that came down. You know, it's a business, like I said again, it's a business, and I, I understand, you know, how I, go. I was like, uh, the day I was like, man, let me go see what Calgary's talking about, man, and and see what's going on, and it's time for a change. Yeah, so I went up there, man, and another culture got with y'all, man, and never looked back. Culture shock when you got to Calgary? Another culture shock. I mean, you're coming from the NFL uh, to the CFL, the, the, not just the rule difference, but just how relaxed the league is. Yeah, that's what got me. So I was nervous. I'm, I'm nervous. I'm over here on my tippy toes looking around and shit. And then, you know, uh, first year, funny as hell. Our first year, we in training camp. It's like the third day, fourth day. Uh, I see the I see uh, uh, the lineman getting the chest, uh, 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 getting the chest, uh, uh, freezer chest, propelling <laughs> <laughs> the ice, right? Yeah. I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I look, I saw they go. I go outside. They're already outside in back of the pickup. Like, well, I'm not gonna say no names, but you know what I'm saying. Awesome guys, and they back there with a. Uh, 24 pack in the <laughs> in the chest drinking after after training game. We got practice tomorrow. Now this ain't this ain't, ain't like we we got two days tomorrow. <laughs> they take a pack of beer. I said, hold on, I've never seen that ever ever in my life. I mean, I'm like, I, I, hold on, they say we playing professional football here, <laughs> you know? But I just it was just showed me. That's when I tell I had to. I had to. I had to bring it down. Like, hold on. Uh, you're not in this city. You know, you're in a whole different country. 
Yeah. You know, it's a whole different league. And you know, it's a uh it's not it's not the you know, it's not back in you know the United States and NFL, you back in the CFL, it's a little bit more with lenient stuff and it's uh they're more open. You feel what I'm saying? Yep. And I got I got comfortable, I got um uh, and then you know, uh then they love their football, man. And then you know, I like, you know, uh it was just a whole different a whole different atmosphere than it is down there in the NFL. Yeah. You know, that you know. year, you know, we'd come off a losing team. I remember Jim Barker uh, had told me, like, he told my agent, he's like, I don't even think Nick can make this team because I'd done well. Really? I'd done well on a team that was went 4-14. Four and 14. So it's like, I think he's just a good player on a bad team. I don't think he's actually really that good. Really? And then, so knowing that, and then I see we signed Cope. We signed Rambo. We signed Marte Jenkins. Right. Right. At the time, uh, we had Ronnie Jenkins and we had Joff. And mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, like, oh, they trying to put somebody out of here. Right, right. Let's go. Right. right? <laughs> it's it's and, go time. And that's where, you know, for me coming in, I was always like, it was cool because same with Wayne McGarity the year before and Albert Carmel. I'd seen Albert play at mm-hmm. AM. I seen him play for the Redskins, the Saints. I seen Wayne play at Texas and Wayne play at the Cowboys and the Saints yep. and be up there. So then when you guys coming in, I'm like, well, I've seen Rambo play at Ohio State. I've seen him play for the Cowboys. Like, I know who he is. I've seen Cope play last year. I've seen him play at Tennessee. So for me, it was like one of those things where this is cool. Like, I get to play with some legit yep. people. Right. And that's why I, I approached it. And then it was in the back of my mind. It was always right. I just want to show them that I can compete on the same level. I, wait, I'm just falling in. Right? I just fall in with the ball in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we were all different. Yeah. And I think we clicked pretty early. You know, um, yeah. when you came in, you know, you, you earned that starting spot and became a starter. And uh, me and Cope were there and we went through that, and then we went through the uh, debacle of 2007. Uh, yeah. You know, when they were trying to get rid of one of us. I think they were trying to get oh, rid man, of me. It was, it was, <laughs> Higgins was trying to get rid of me. They were trying to do. I don't know what they were trying to do. I'm like, hold on, man. Are we not doing good enough, y'all? What's going on? You know? But, I mean, you guys, again, it's the business. They try to bring in as best, as best athletes as they can, you know, to compete and push us. You know, and that's why I looked at it also too. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, when they brought in Bo, uh, Bo, uh, Bo Richter, Bo Richter. Yeah, yeah, Bo Richter. That's what I felt like. I'm like, hold on. I felt really uh, not upset, but I kind of was like, man, y'all really, really y'all really want to do that? Bring in somebody and give me, and you, and we gotta, you know what I'm saying? I thought I was gonna step. You feel me? Yeah, step on up and get in that position, you know. But it's not like that. I know we went through some coaches, and we know went through, uh, uh, you know, some uh, uh, OC owner owner changes and things of that nature. Um, But you know, I mean, all it did was that it just pushed us, and then you know, unfortunately, that Bo got Bo got Bo actually got hurt that year. Yep, and that's that year I came in and you know stepped up uh, in his replacement. And that was 2007. That was 2007. Yeah. And that yeah, was when, because um, I remember, 
I remember yeah, like the, 995, the, something like that. Yeah. 983. The biggest change I think was that was the year because Cortez said I was too small to play three inside. Yeah, yeah, that's what Cortez, uh, that's when Cor Coach Cortez was trying to fill it out, you know. Yeah. Instead of just falling on in, you feel me? And we were like, no, <laughs> Ramney go play on that boundary, Coke play over there, and yep. let me play right here, and we're going to do what we need to do. And when we figured yep. that out for a full season was 2008. And yep. that's when we won the Great Cup. You know, one of the biggest things I look back yep. on is, before we talk about the Great Cup, was just the brotherhood, though. I always yeah, felt like, yeah. you know, Ralphie, Thelwell, you know, Marte, Elijah Thurman, me, you, and Cope. You know, me and you were pretty much, even when Cope left, when uh, RJ and Romby came in, Yeah, me and you were like the consistency of the whole kind of transitional area. Right yeah, there, the offense. Of what made Calgary from having, they won in 2001, then they lost, 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 up until we kind of figured it out then that pushes Calgary over that. So I look at me, you and Cope in that dynamic, but then when Cope left, it was still me and you with everybody else. How do you mm -hmm. feel about that? Like when you look back at, you know, even some of the NFL stuff or college stuff, to come in and you see the receiving cores and everybody be so cool and so like let's like a brotherhood. Yeah, you know, it's that's it's well you get it. I mean, uh you kind of get that when you're in college. Uh, you know, you know, when you get in the pros, you know, everybody has families and you know, everybody uh has uh different aspects of life when they're in their careers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um uh, you know, the fortunate thing that we had, uh, we still was, everybody, we still was single. And, you know, we can, we can go out and move around, you know, and, um, and you know, chop it up and communicate and have fun with each other and build yeah. that bond, you know? Yep. And uh, I think that's the difference. And then, you know, then Cope, and then Cope got married and then, you know, everything. Ralph had a kid every all season. Ralph, yeah, Ralph had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph had a kid every other Every other season, <laughs> Ralph Dog, yeah, that's funny. Heck. But you know, uh, even though, even with that though, Rafi still, you know, uh, we connected with Rafi, you know, yeah. Rafi was uh, had minimal words to say, but you know, when he when he did say something, he usually was funny, you know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, humor, Rafi had humor with him, so I mean, it was uh, we all had a good connection, man, and we just built that bond early, like I said, be, uh, due to those things that we, you know, uh, we you know, we was all single and, you know, we didn't have a lot to worry about and we just connected very fast, you know. Um, and that was, a, a, and you said, it's a bond that, you know, it's hard to get, you know, when you're playing professional, that, you know, on that professional level. So I think that was a big connection for us. Um, you know, with Cope being the oldest one, been doing it before we even, you know, before you got there and yep. before I got there, and you know, showing us the ropes and definitely and, the leader. And the leader, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh showing us, you know, how to perform as a as a as a you know, as a CFL veteran and you know, uh prepare and things like that. So um it's all it was all a trickle down effect. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely say if um if there was one person that embodied 
how Calgary wins now that set the standard of what winning consistently looked like it was cold. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely was, man. Two thousand eight came in. Two thousand eight. Your best year. Yeah. In any at any level. Yeah. You put it all together. What was that like? That was like fun, looking yes, back, fun. like just looking that was back. Fun at year, it. man. That was a fun year, dude. It was a fun year, and we just playing it. Just I, I, I felt like I was just we just out there. I was comfortable. I felt like you know I finally got to earn my uh, starting spot for sure. And you know, uh, the a coach has you know believes in me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Finally got a coach that believes in me, and help, which Huff did. You know, coming in off his first year. It's his first year coming in. Uh, but he believed in me, you know, and uh, believed in us. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And and gave, gave us. I think we felt I was comfortable. And with that being said, it was that just it just had me feeling, you know, I was just out there playing like I was back in uh, uh, playing Pop Warner again. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yep. And the words, we was out there just having fun and playing ball. You know what I'm saying? Which you know that's that's what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Hundred so, percent agree. Uh, we just was out there, man. Just out there playing like you know street ball. You know, it, it <laughs> giving, them, fun, man. giving them the business. I think we averaged, <laughs> what, like 37 points a game? That oh, year? we was killing them, Nick. We was killing them. We was eating them up. They didn't know what to do. That's when they started doing that bracket. Started had to do that bracket stuff. Yeah, they started bracket <laughs> you and Cope, and I got I went off. <laughs> we <were> going off. <laughs> hey, go ahead and sign that safety over there. <laughs> we running sync. <laughs> we run sync over there to the boundary and you you and yep. Cope doing y'all's thing and I'm just like well, well if that safety move Hank just come on throw it over here come on over on the other side you know what I'm saying <laughs> you know where we ran a lot you know where we ran a lot Japan and China Japan and China and I used to love Korea but then they would never run Korea. it Korea <laughs> Dave's like, Dave like, like I don't Korea. like the three Let's receiver do Korea. Let's do because Dave always put me on outlaw. So it's like always outbreaking, yep. outbreaking, outbreaking. I'm yep. like, Dave, let me run a dig sometimes. Hey, I'm like, open. like he jumped yep. his out route. Let me run out outside release, hit him with the yep. dig route. I'll be wide open. But Dave did yep. not really like the three uh the three receiver concept of China and Japan. Dave didn't like. All right, so and that's one of the big hold on, you hold on, hold on. Hold on. You going in and out? Hold on, you slow. Okay, down. you see me? Hold on, you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. But I was just saying, like Dave doesn't Hold did, on. didn't like that that three receiver oh. concept of China and Japan. That three receiver concept? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Because China was the outside dig with the inside hit slide. Japan was yep. the inside, inside the outside. Dig. Outside had to push back. And yep. then out inside had to, you know, outside release dig. And yep. then it's Curl a two-step concept on the other side. But Dave, he invented it for me. But then he was like, yeah. I don't really like the three three receiver concept because of the, I guess, there was really nothing to hold the safety or the backside wheel. Because if you took the inside receiver out on the other side, it's a tight window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a tight window. I'm like, Dave, I'll take that. It stops him from jumping that out route. So. Yeah. Man, 
But you know, that's yeah, just what it, it but that's about, not, yeah, that was a uh, very uh, fun year. Yeah. Then, you know, we'll, we'll speed it up real quick and and go through I felt like I felt like you in 5, 6 and 7 you made big plays, but then you would drop one every now and then. In 2008, you became so consistent and it was just mm-hmm. like I remember one time we were in the hotel room before a game, and I'm and me and Kobe just looking into like, man, Ram is going off. Like we'd be in meetings, watching you run routes and one on ones, watching you run routes yeah. in games. Like, if there's one guy that terrified DBs on our team, it was you, because like you could run any route yeah. in the playbook. I talked to Dante Marsh about this today. I said his stutter comebacks. So I've never oh, seen yeah. anybody run that stutter comeback like that. Yeah. <laughs> he coming out that comeback one two, and it's just like dudes are get still getting out of there, right? So, and we used to do a lot of four by one yep. and, and single you up on the backside, and you were able to run any route in the route trip. Hold on, it's going slowing up. So, you know, it's just one of those things, man. I look back on and hold on. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I went out for like five seconds. Okay. No, I'm just saying, I was just telling the people about how you ran routes and, and did things. I know yeah, the internet gets jumpy yeah. a little bit. You still out? I see you're frozen over there. But yeah, there's had a little technical difficulties. But yeah, we t- I was talking about Morris, about your stutter comeback. And how nobody can run a stutter comeback like that. And you could run any route in the playbook. Single you up over there, you running routes, and you could just kill people. They had to move the wheel out of the box to the boundary or pull yeah. the safety over because there was so much you could do. Like I, I've never seen somebody yeah. with your speed be able to run so many routes yeah. the way you ran it. And I thought and I always thought that's what it separated you. Yeah. Right. And then mm-hmm. when you go to nine and Big Hill horse calls you and you tear your ACL, come back in 10, go for 1,173 yards in 12 games. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Romby went off for 15, 16 touchdowns. We all had over 1,170 yeah. yards. Yeah, we all had over like 10 touchdowns, something like that. I had like yeah. 10 touchdowns. We had some stupid like – uh, Randy Moss numbers. Yeah, Robbie had 15 and 11 something. <laughs> yeah. Right. And we get to Toronto. You finish in Toronto. You get a great cup against us mm-hmm. there in Toronto. What was that like? You know what, man? That was a hard year for me, dude. Uh, because that was, the, that was the year. That was that year. That was a long season, too, bro. Yeah. Um, I came in, my hamstring was messed up. Um, and then, uh, you know, we had to talk, me and Huff had to talk in the end of the day. We ended up uh, making arrangements for me to go to, you know, over to uh, Toronto. So I go over to Toronto and I'm still, you know, still kind of injured and sore. I'm, I'm, I'm healing up something else. Then my ankle starts flaring up on me, dude. My left ankle starts flaring up on me. I'm like, what the heck? What the heck is this? What the hell is this going on? 
I never had ankle like an ankle problem like that with my Achilles problem ever, dude. You know? Yeah. So it started flaring up on me, and I'm like, man, I can't even run. You know, I'm we're doing all types of therapy. They send me over here to do this, and then my other ankle starts flaring up on me. <laughs> so I'm like this. So then we start. <laughs> So both my ankles are flaring up on me. I can't really hardly run, you know? Yeah. Doing PRP and uh, all these other things to get trying to get my uh, ankle healed up. And, uh, you know, both my ankles healed up on at least one getting ready to get one going. I could never get my wheels with my, I couldn't even get, I never could get my wheels uh, going. You know what I'm saying? It, um, Is it frustrating that that's the way it ended? It was very frustrating because, you know, I mean, it'll be any frustrating for any athlete, I would say. If they're going out on a, uh, uh, a a note that they don't want to go out on, you know, yeah. I'm meaning like my I didn't want to go out on with an injury note, you know, uh, uh, something held me back, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I wanted to go out on my terms, you know, just like you know how you did, you know, go out on your terms, uh, be comfortable, you know, comfortable with you know your uh, your choice to retirement, you know? Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't, I never, I never got that with me being injured and be, me, uh, have to be cut my career short because of my wheels just kind of start giving up. From and I always said, I'm gonna run, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ride them to the wheels fall off. All right, <laughs> 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 oh, 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 that's what happened, Nick. Ain't no, they fell, they fell off. <laughs> I'm saying you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, but it was, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I wish I always could have went out a different way. And you know, it, you know, and I, when we played, used to ask me about playing in the Great Cup against you guys that year, man, it was a, uh, it was kind of not a, not want to say not bittersweet because I really didn't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? That that whole year, yeah. Uh, so I didn't feel like I really contributed, you know, to the to the to the championship, but I was on the team, you know. Yeah. Probably gave some um, knowledge and, and you probably helped some guys out a lot. Yeah, I mean, if anything, I help guys out with that, you know, and tell them how they should run this. Definitely, if they ask me any questions, I would always give out the knowledge and, and let them know. I would never hold back anything for guys. Um, a lot of good young receivers I, you know, there, too. Just, Mo Man, Dante yeah, Inman, uh, Jason yep. Barnes. Yep. With Chad uh, Owens. Chad. Yeah. Chad Owens. Uh, it was some young guys, another little young, some small young. It was some young guys, some young cats there, but uh, yeah, that was that was good, man. And they, uh, um, it was just a team that everybody uh, had a will, and everybody just played their played their parts and played their positions, you know. And, and the guys that filled in did what they supposed to do. Yeah, you know, uh, it was a uh, it was one of those seasons. That you know how they how, how you know how the East Eastern Conference is. Yeah. So you know, it was uh, it was one of those seasons that was up and down, you know, and we we turned on the light at the perfect time. You yep. feel what I'm saying? We peaked at the perfect time. Won the last three games again. Uh, you know, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then you know we got to you know got to championship play you guys play Calgary, and uh, you know, uh, it kept on. You know, they just had they had that wheel, man. I could see it in their eyes. I knew they was ready. Everybody was comfortable. Um, uh, everybody was comfortable with the uh, with the play, with the with the program and the, you know uh, plays. And they went out there and uh, clicked it, man. And you know uh, uh, Ricky Ray, 
Um, Ooh, Hall of Famer. You know, he's always come up, come Tom, call him, call him Tom Brady. Ricky Ray, <laughs> Tom Brady of uh, CFL. You know? Yeah. That's <laughs> so, it. You know, he uh, went out there and did this thing, you know. Last thing, man. I appreciate you. What's what's up for the little man? What you what you planning on? When's he gonna start? When you gonna when are you gonna get him started right, working around and, and calisthenics? Okay, all right, listen, yeah, I'm gonna Listen, you know, we we starting off with kickball, and you know, uh, <laughs> we start off with kickball and catching the balls, and man, playing basketball right now. We're gonna start put that baseball bat in his hand, though, too, though. Awesome, That's yeah. That's awesome, man. Anything you looking for? Anything coming up? Oh uh, man. Nothing, man. Nothing but the holidays, dude. You know, spending time with the family, man. This is uh, when everybody needs to be with their family and, um, and you know, cherish every moment. You know what I'm saying? And because uh, we're blessed, we you know around the family that we have, and you know having kids and being where we at, you know, in life right now. Yeah, um, we're blessed, even though all. All this stuff we're going on, dude. We're blessed to be alive. Yep, 100%. Well, I appreciate yeah. you, brother. It's good to see you. It's good to catch All up that. with you. Good to talk to you. Happy Thanksgiving to you and the family. Likewise, my brother. Thank you so much, brother. I love you, man. Yeah, I love you too, bro. And I appreciate you, man. Just, you know what? I tell you what. I know my career doesn't happen without you and, and Ram and Marte and, and Joff and everybody and Hank. Because Likewise. Likewise. I was just a little division two kid. I remember when y'all found out that I was a division two walk-on. Yeah. And you like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, what? That's surprising. <laughs> that's surprising the heck out of me, dude. I mean, you know, everything's about timing though, Nick. I, yep. say, I say that too. Everything's about timing too of life. Everything happens for a reason, you know. Um, you're blessed to be, you know, even go to that Division two school, man, and it started with that. You know what I'm saying? Look where you ended up. Look where yeah. you ended up, you know. Um, that's a blessing, dude. It's a blessing. You know what it I'm saying? It truly is. It's a blessing. You know, yeah. Uh, you guys, you, that's how you got to look at how I look at it, too. I mean, I tell you, these young guys that I coach, too, I'm like, listen, man, just because it's the D2, D, uh, D3 school doesn't mean that, you know, you're not going to be looked at. Doesn't mean they're not gonna look at your film. That's the only time you, that you're gonna be seen. They're looking. At you. They, they're gonna find you. If yep. they want you, they're gonna find you. You know. So I mean, I mean, and, and I'm just saying, and I tell the guys too. That's a that's a free degree, man. I don't give a dang if it's division division one a one division one a division two two a whatever. HBCU. I mean, it's all it's all degree. You know. Hundred percent. Paper at the end of the day. That's what you want. Yeah. Appreciate you coming on, sharing the love, brother. This is another Likewise, episode man, we think of Lulu Life Podcast, baby. <laughs> All of that. <laughs> <laughs>